The Long Haul Podcast, America's Irish Voice. Interviews with inspiring immigrants, renowned Irish personalities, and discussions on all things Irish America. Presented by Michael Dorgan. After New York's historic win over Leitrim two weeks ago, the Exiles take on Sligo in Markievicz Park tomorrow in the Connacht Senior Football Championship semi-final. For New York, it's now bonus territory, while Sligo have come off the back of winning the Division 4 league title and a comprehensive win over London. New York have travelled with a full squad and there have been no major injuries reported so far from their exploits against Leitrim. Sligo journalist Gavin Cawley joins me on this podcast to preview the game and he shares his thoughts on the eights men and their season so far. The game throws in at 2.30pm Irish time, that's 9.30am Eastern time and the game is being shown live on GAA Go. Gavin will also be doing live updates for Midwest Radio. Gav, what's the what's the story over in Sligo? You're on the back there of a Division 4 win. Is confidence high? Yeah, it's very very high, especially after last night. Uh, not sure if it picked up in Michael. Was, uh, Sligo mid-history is the wonder first ever back-to-back Connacht title at any age group. Uh, whether it be hurling or football, so it's uh, the count. The county's on a bit of a, a high, especially the way they won it. The score of the last uh, play, and just to, it could have easily gone anyway. And yeah. Galway were on the attack, and Sligo got a great turnover and won it. So, with that win and with the winning last night, uh, it was all coming down to the Leitrim game. I know you saw Leitrim there a couple of weeks ago in, mm. in Gaelic Park. Uh, Sligo needed to win that game to get themselves out of Division Four, a place that the They've really been struggling to get out of since I think it was 2019 is when they started off in Division 4 and I suppose before Tony McIntyre kind of under the Paul Taylor uh, tenure it was kind of there was a lot of negativity around uh, the county team but especially winning the under 20 title last year that started the, the bit of a bit of growth and a bit of um, bit of excitement about football again in the county and then especially getting up to Crow Park and even though they didn't play well for the first 25 minutes against Wicklow, but they turned it around and they really got some great scores. And to win that final, gave them a great bit of confidence. And then we didn't really know what to expect. I was over there in the league game in early February and they were kind of playing things down London where saying did five, six, maybe seven injuries. And then their main player that missed that game in the league, Liam Gavigan, who actually has Sligo connections through Torres Strand, he played that day, but it really Sligo put their stall out from the start, and I expected it to be something similar uh, come the this Saturday in, in Marquis Park. But they led that game against London, who compared to New York, they had played seven competitive games. I know uh, they got the win against Leitrim there a couple of weeks ago, but mm. Sligo really set their stall. They, they led uh, by uh, 12 points to four at half time, and at one stage, I think after 15 minutes of play, I think the score was 2-2. Sligo scored seven points without reply. And once they'd done that, there was ne- regardless of what kind of fight back you might have, when you take a lead like that, nine times out of ten, you're going to win the game. Yeah, so everything's on a, on a high there. What, you were over in New York last year. You saw the, the New York-Leitrim game. What's your own thoughts on uh, how New York got on against Leitrim and how that game unfolded? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a kind of strange game. It ebbed and flowed. I know you were busy. To the last minute in terms of uh, different reports you had to get done and dusted with. But I suppose from a Leitrim point of view, they would think that if they played the game maybe five or more, five or six more times, they might have came away with victory. Mm-hmm. I think they missed five goal chances. Uh, 
did double digits in the the wide. I think it was fourteen to seven. And if they only had maybe taken maybe two out of them wise, yeah. then they probably would have easily won the game. I think the biggest difference between this Saturday and uh, last uh, two weeks ago when when um, New York won that game is the if some people might laugh at this point, but playing an astroturf and going onto grass, I know all through the winter months. I think I heard you speaking to speaking to the management saying that starting December time. Uh, Normally, they wouldn't start till January. It's a big difference from going from that, even though it's not the, the fastest astroturf you ever play. You know, there you play there yourself. It's about 10 or 15 years older at the surface at this stage, but it still moves the ball a bit quicker than the grass surface, and it really would test how fit some of these uh, New York players are going to be playing on the, the grass surface. It's completely different, especially for the the new the American-born lads who wouldn't maybe... Mm. necessarily used to playing on grass I know they might be playing other sports maybe soccer or whatever they might have played as youngsters but playing on the Astro and you're used to it it really is a different game when you go playing it on a grass pitch that would be one of the things that I'd be taking from a New York perspective Yeah definitely that's a main factor a big big element big factor and they, they, they've uh, they've mentioned that over the last two weeks I saw Johnny McGinney talking about it and he said that they really didn't adapt to it uh, against Offaly last year in the Talton Cup. But I think when when what, by the time the Talton Cup rolled around last year, they seemed very flat. They were missing one or two players. But the pitch Saturday, uh, what's the weather been like? I see there's showers due for Saturday, but it's been clear for the rest of the week. Is it a kind of a is it a heavy pitch, Markovich Park usually, or what's the what's the usually no, the conditions? It's, no, it's, no. It's, uh, last week the weather hasn't been great, but since last Sunday the weather has been fantastic here in the northwest. So. Uh, I don't think any team can really complain about uh, weather conditions or the pitch being in not the best shape. It's yeah, yeah. definitely championship weather for in terms of the pitch facilities anyway. And um, I don't think any team will be too worried about uh, how bad the pitch will play. I don't think that'll be a factor at all on on Saturday. I think I'm not sure. That I think uh, New York. I think might even got into Markwich Park. I think I saw some images there this evening of them in Markwich Park. So I'm sure they were getting a feel of what what it might be like and. I suppose from a New York perspective, I know there'll be there's one man in particular I know from my time in DCU, Shane Carty, who got that crucial score late on to bring it to extra time. He he's bound to bring some sort of uh, experience to some of the lads that might be used to playing on grass. So he might be able to mm. give them some sort of leadership. Like he's he's really done he's really done his his utmost in terms of interviews the last couple of weeks since the game. <laughs> so and will be interesting. He did mention about the was it the quad or the hamstring that he half tore. I I don't know if I fully yeah. believe him about that, but uh, <laughs> it was some score yeah. to kick it late on anyway. Yeah, he said that he had to turn onto his left, but I was looking back at the replays. He seemed to just turn perfectly well onto his left and slot it over, which is his weaker foot, but it was some score. It was some score, some lift. It was some atmosphere there last week. Even I, like, I did a couple of interviews and I was doing some videos back and uh, re-watching him again. I think the last couple of days when I took a kind of a... I stepped back and looked at it. I was like, "That's it, it's. It was a night. It's a night. People are never gonna. You're never gonna forget a night like that. It was just absolutely sensational." Do, do, do you do you think it made any effect at all that uh, game was played so late from a Leitrim point of view? Or do you think that any factor at I all? Saw, yeah, I saw Johnny McGinney saying that like that. There's a bit of a time difference, but I'm sure they were here on the Thursday. Um, maybe the Thursday they were tra- definitely trained on the on the pitch Friday. I, I'm not sure. It, wasn't that late i will say something it was absolutely freezing up there and during the day it was it was warm and i think a couple of fellas might have got a cold or two there on the new york team but they've recovered but it was very 
I got sick myself from up there. The way the weather changed was was unbelievable. Actually, you could see in some of the interviews I did, Shane Carthy is shaking, Johnny Glynn is shaking. Like, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was a factor. I think Leitrim, as you said earlier, look, they, they pierced through the, the New York defence there and three times in the first half. And I know Sean Carbone got a fine goal last year around the same time, about 20 minutes into the game last year when Sligo played them, and he finished it. And just last uh, or two weeks ago, when New York, uh, when Leitrim uh, did the same thing, they just the ball didn't drop into the net for them. They didn't get the rub of the green, and I suppose like uh, they had a couple of other goal chances that didn't go their way. And like that's how up, that's how upsets happen. Yeah, I suppose it's good. It's going to be a bit added interest as well with New York coming to Sligo with uh, Colin Keane as well, a Sligo native. Um, yeah, I know he made the twenty six. I know we we've we haven't seen the twenty six yet, um, but I'm assuming. He should be in that twenty six as well. So I had a bit of banter, especially around uh, his own club, around St. Pat's there in West Sligo. So that that's another added bit of a yeah. factor to the game as well. And he plays with Sligo New York here as well, and he's fantastic game in the county final last year. But he played against Sligo last year, of course, cornerback. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he done he done quite well. He, he did. He didn't do himself very much justice as well in the game. It actually just shows just shows yeah. Uh, Gavin, how strong the New York team is this year. Colin couldn't get back in cornerback. Owen Kern is in there now. Like New York have five inter-county level players that they've jo- that have joined the starting fifteen this year. That's a third of their. That's a third of the of, of the team. Like so, I think going to going into this game Saturday, I was looking at the betting odds. I see Sligo one to ten. I think it should be a lot closer than that. I think it should be a lot closer. I know you've got the. The element of the pitch and they're traveling and all that, but I think it would be a lot closer than the, than the bookies have on. Was it's it's a lot of that's come down to Sligo. They lost their first game to Leash. The the now one, I think it's uh, is it eight or nine games on the spin. The one the one six in the national league after that. Then they won the league game that was seven. So they have gone eight games now without reply. So they're going for nine on the spin, yeah. which no disrespect to New York, but they probably would like. Sligo maybe to be on the back of a relegation maybe from a two or three yeah. and then hoping that it might catch them on the hop but I know yeah. one thing for sure that uh, especially after they got promoted against Leitrim the talk was not about uh, whether they wanted to be in the Tasha Cup it was what they wanted to be in the Sam Maguire so they won't be taking anything for, for granted against New, uh, New York they know how far how tough it was uh, 12 months ago different yeah. circumstances then because New York had the home home game and you know, from covering the games the last couple of years, it's it's different to a game in Ireland. It, I don't think it's, it's very hard to explain. Someone hasn't been to New York or Gaelic Park. It's this carnival atmosphere. <laughs> it's not too often you see lads maybe drinking a couple of cans of Budweiser or whatever it might be beforehand, or even the middle of the match they could be drinking cans like so. Like I know some lads last year they were at the game, and I'd say if you asked them, did they see ten minutes of the match? Maybe <laughs> that might be the most they saw. But. That just shows you it's different atmosphere, yeah, and yeah. different elements. It's a bit like going to Roy stuff as well. It's the same kind of vibe as well. Yeah, it's it's an annual event. Like it's one of the big, it's one of the big get-togethers of the whole year here. It's like it's like the equivalent of Paddy's Day. The whole GA community gets together, and it's the big, it's 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 the big day of the year. Like so, it was fantastic. The only thing is when when it all was said and done, we everyone I was there for about an hour afterwards, and everyone was dispersed because the Gaelic Park, of course, hasn't been. The clubhouse hasn't been built yet, but hopefully by the time Sligo come around again, we'll have a brand new uh, shiny clubhouse behind the behind the goal there for you to have a few beers in afterwards. Uh, ho- hopefully they do off the press box for you, so it's even more. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get in there. I was out the sideline. 
<laughs> yeah, the press box, for people who don't know, it's the little green box on the far side. You can fit about three people into, into it. It was, it, was, it was quite full last year when we were in it anyway. Yeah, Frank Brady wasn't happy that you took his seat last year, uh, Gavin. He hasn't. I heard he hasn't forgiven me. He hasn't. He's traveling over. He's on his way over today, so you'll see you over there, Gavin. In terms of in terms of tactics and and uh, the actual game itself, and um, like we mentioned, some of the players there already already Carabao and one Nile Murphy a leadership role in 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 the league final there. Pat's plan is having a more of an impact this year, isn't he? Like it, it's is is it more or less the same team as as last year? More or less the same squad as last year that they're they're building on. Whereas New York, yeah, more, that has the extra five players. More or less, there's about two or three maybe additions. It's full back. Eddie McGuinness was he got injured early on in the league campaign, mm-hmm. so he's like a brand new player and early back to full fitness. Uh, yeah. You've a new goalkeeper there, Aidan Vanny, who, who was very good last year, and he was he ended up getting an All Star on the back of the. The Talchin Cup campaign. He picked up an injury in a pre-season game. I think it was on the first of first uh, of January. Would you believe he had to go for a knee operation afterwards? But he's come back into it. But he, I don't think he's going to be fit for this week either. So that right. that gave a, a new goalkeeper an opportunity, and he's took it with both hands. That's uh, Daniel Lyons. Like so, he's come from yeah. come in there. Um, not many people would have known him outside of Sligo. So he's done well since he's come in. Then you have Brian Cox, who's got in since round six. I think he came on as a sub against, uh, I think it was Carlo. He came on for the last 12 minutes. He started then, surprisingly, with some people, he started against Leitrim. He started then in the in the league final, and then he started in London. So he's been a big addition. He's on the back of a, a Sigerson campaign with UCD. So he's been getting very good training throughout the year. So it's no surprise that he has uh, made an impact. Dara Cummins who you might remember last year, he picked up an injury. He actually done his two hamstrings in one of the one of the league games in Markfish Park. It goes might have been Watford, I think he done it. But I think he's on the recovery table, but he definitely won't be around for this week. But as okay. you said, Carbine and Niall Murphy have been the two men uh, yeah. at the, the heart mode of everything that Sligo have done well. And Luke Towie, who uh, only came back last year after a spell in AFL, in Australia, he has really come into his own. And as you mentioned, Pat Splanick, he put in a man the match performance the last think He scored, was it 1-3 or 1-4? Like, he's very impressive. And on that game alone, Sligo scored 220 in any man's book. That's great scoring when you're away from home as well. So yeah. it showed they, they were, the shackles were off and they really enjoyed their football the last day. And I'm sure that they'll be, they'll be a bit of nerves being, being at home, but um, they'll be a great a Sligo support. Hoping that they'll get to a Connacht final. It's uh, long overdue. A lot of people would say, I think it was 2015 was the last time uh, Sligo in the Connacht final played Mayo on that occasion, came up short. So, and they haven't been able to lift that Nestor Cup since 2007. And I know after last night, uh, there's hopes that maybe that mightn't be too far away in the near future, hopefully. And what do you think, uh, in terms of capacity wise, uh, attendance wise, Saturday, will we get close to a full house or what What, what can you expect to see Saturday? There's different people say, like the full house, I think, uh, maybe with, with health and safety as these days, I think you probably could get 17,000. There's not a hope of that happening anyway. Okay. Um, I know Connor Council have been optimistic between different people I've spoke to, are hoping between four and 5,000. I can't see that myself. I think you'd be doing very well if you hit uh, 3,000 uh, myself. I think it's a Saturday afternoon. Um, Sligo Town, a lot of businesses. Uh, it's a working day as well, no more than it would be for yourselves over there 
Um, so I think that's going to pay a factor. Um, as well, I'm not sure you might have a better idea. I believe that New York have already asked for 160 tickets um, from their side of things. So I don't know, is there going to be more people than that? Does talk then, I've spoken yeah. to several different people saying, oh, there'll be a lot of neutrals. Um, but if you look at the fixture list, I don't know where these neutrals are going to come out of, unless they're going to be from Connacht counties. Uh, Roscommon and Gold play Sunday. Uh, tickets are are still thirty euro. Whether you're saving them for Saturday or Sunday, so yeah. is someone really going to be that bothered? Um, and going Saturday and Sunday, that's sixty euro uh, for a ticket. Uh, yeah. I find it hard to see. I I think there'll be a few neutrals, but I couldn't be seeing the amount of people that are talking up this. Uh, I know it's a historic occasion, but I just can't see the people that yeah. think that they're going to get for this game. I, I think, myself, personally, I think you'd be doing well to get 2,000 in for the game. That'd be my right, personal opinion. Yeah. The general feeling is that there's a lot of a lot of people, neutrals maybe, and a lot of like fellas who are on the panel, their parents are more or less, probably the majority of them are living in Ireland. They'll turn up, you'll get two or three per, per family, that kind of way. And then people would have, even the Talton Cup last year, I saw people, saw photos of people who had spent time in New York, uh, in years gone by and they just went up to support them but I, I think it will be a heavy influx of supporters by any stretch of the imagination so um, like, like even even with that even that uh, the way you're talking there would you be doing well to, for everyone together would that be yeah. 500 people maybe I know from... yeah, I, I, yeah that, that would be doing very well now yeah and then Sligo people it might be thinking uh, hopefully they might have another day out would they might be better off saving yeah. their, their yeah, cash yeah. For, the, for the final but um, there, there will be a certain amount of people there but as I said half two unfortunately is not a great time especially if you're involved in a business it's very hard to get away unless you have the staff to cover you and it's it's difficult like if if, if you if you're a, if you might be working a, a six day a week job like you might only have the Sunday off so that's where you yeah. would have got a bigger crowd if the game was on a Sunday in my opinion so it, it, what way do you think it's going to go like uh, what what do you you're tipping Sligo at the end of the day or yeah, you're fairly confident I'm sure if uh, if I don't say Sligo I could be shot <laughs> after this interview so um, <laughs> I think it'll be a lot tighter I think than you than you, than you said yourself I think uh, I think uh, New York will probably put in a big performance I think maybe it'll be well in for 45 maybe 50 minutes but I think the one thing that might be catch them out, and I think it's two aspects where it, it, they might um, catch them out. I think you've already mentioned it from speaking to the management yourself, is not playing the grass pitches. Uh, it's a different type of running to what they're used to on the on the Astro. Will the legs get a bit tired than maybe it would if it was on Astro? I did notice the last day they put in a lot of work. Has Johnny Glenn... Uh, 75 minutes in him uh, he seemed to tire uh, throughout the second half there like they needed him uh, unfortunately he had to go off injured but some of the subs like I can't recall maybe you, you would tell me the one fella done it very well in particular when he came on as a sub he got a score to Colin Hearn Colin Hearn yeah, he, yeah he got four he, points he, I think yeah I'm sure he'd be looking for a start um, yeah. on Saturday um, but it, like if, if they're keeping it tight tight and don't concede any goals, you wouldn't know what could happen from a New York's perspective. And if they, if they get it tight and it's gone down to 10 minutes, will the yeah. crowd start to get a bit quiet then from a Sligo point of view? And will uh, the New Yorkers then um, start getting behind their team? Like it could, anything could happen, really. But you, you'd have to say, like, Sligo on the back of winning 
the Division Four League title. Uh, beating London, who I already mentioned, like they've played more competitive games, and they're well prepared as well. Michael Boyle uh, was coaching them. He won in All Ireland as a sub goalie with Donegal, so it wasn't like uh, London hadn't put in the effort. And this year, I had heard from speaking to people that they thought this was the, nearly the best panel they ever put together. So right. that we disappointed from their side of things. So. I know you've already mentioned a, a, a foliage of the last couple of weeks uh, leading up to the Leitrim game. Like this is a really good uh, side they've put together um, with within within New York, and I know maybe some of the New York-born players would probably rather if they a few more of them were getting a chance than some of the Irish fellas that came over. But that shows how much uh, demand has been on from a New York perspective because I, I followed. Them especially, I think they won the last two championships, haven't they? Uh, the the home the homegrown team there. What do you call them? Yeah, so St. Barnabas uh, yeah. would have been. Uh, so last year actually, Sligo Sligo New York won it. They pipped the Barnabas by I think a point. It was in the final, and the two years before, uh, Barnabas were actually going for three in a row last year. And last year, I think they had all bar one was American born, and the two years previous, both the starting fifteens were all American born. And look, last year could have went either way in the final as well. They hit the woodwork twice in the second half. So the American lads are very strong, like as you as you were alluding to. I think there's about fifteen of them on the panel all together, and then three started the last day. Uh, Tiernan Matters came on midfield there. I think he came in for Johnny Glynn that time. Uh, he'd be a very good player. Uh, he's a couple. His brother is on the panel as well. So and but like you mentioned, Colin Laherne there. I just think that New York have got a lot of firepower up front. And um, I thought Colin Hearn was unlucky this year and last year to not start. And he came on the last day, got four points. Colin's got great hands, great left peg. Uh, rarely gives the, the ball away. And um, I interviewed Niall Medine before the, the Leitrim game. As I said in the interview, he's one of the best forwards up in, in New York for the last four or five years. Couldn't get a game against against Leitrim. Uh, you Jack Riley to come on there as well. He's not a Barnabas and um, Butler, who was who was from London, and another another great forward. Like so, you four 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 very good forwards at least uh, that could come off the bench there uh, um, for New York. And Luke Kelly, Luke, you had a great game the last day. I won't forget you, and we'll get you on the podcast someday. I promise. <laughs> um, I think the problem is, I think that what they need to do is not concede a goal. Not concede, can't concede. It's it, it. It look. It's almost a cliche, like that. You don't concede a goal early on. But if they if they can stop Sligo from scoring, if they can just settle for the first fifteen twenty minutes, a lot like the the Leitrim game, I think that will put them on a platform to maybe push on the second half. And I don't know. The, I don't know. We talk up the the pitch too much. Maybe like there was um, five of the lads came in who were. I think well, Carty was up in uh, Donegal. They were playing in pitches, so five of them were actually been playing in pitches for the last couple of years. Uh, five of the starters, like the Rob Wark and Gavin O'Brien, they would have been playing pitches the last couple of years. So maybe it's not that much of a factor. But um, stopping stopping the lads, like, even in the league final there, Sligo, the, the first goal they got, especially uh, Mullen burst through the burst through the middle. It was a brilliantly worked goal, and uh, I think if New New York can stop Sligo doing that for the first. 20 minutes and I think they have a real good show as I said the 13 to 2 is a big price there for for New York maybe we could uh, get in on the handicap or even the draw at 14 to 1 <laughs> and, and is people around New York are they optimistic that they can put oh, off another shot 
I'll be honest, there was there was there was quite optimism the last time against Leitrim, and I think that the way the whole thing happened over the last couple of weeks that everyone's just on on a high after Leitrim game, and it's only after a come down at the end of last week. I know they're gone again, so there hasn't been much talk around the place to be honest. But I'd say like the like Johnny said after the game, it's bonus territory after here. I say they weren't long thinking after bonus territory. We've a Connacht final here, like that. We can we're, we're already we're on the crest of a wave. We can really achieve something historic if we get to a, get to a, a Connacht final. And look, everyone's doubting them, and they have nothing to lose. They can they can just go for it. So hopefully it'll be a lot closer than what than what than your than what you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> And Johnny Glenn would love a crack at goal, I'd say, in a, in a kind of final. Yeah, game. that's of course. That's the, that's yeah, that would be unbelievable, wouldn't it? There, there's a there's a story. And uh, I I believe he's a driving force behind the scenes. Well, uh, Johnny Glenn, from what I'm hearing as well. Johnny is yeah. Look, I I've been around Gaelic Park and been in dress rooms with him. He he's he's a huge leader. He's a huge character. Like I know he's a big man, but he's a huge character around the dressing room. Fellas, listen to him. Uh, he's a great motivator, great speaker, gets fellas together, and you know he's been there. And fellas look up to him, like so. He's a great leader to have. And there's a good couple. There's a good few leaders in the side, but like he he is the leader of of the team, no doubt. And you you weren't tempted to make the trip over yourself. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Long haul isn't paying me enough. <laughs> Someone should sponsor him. There's, there's still a flight to be got. That's get true. That's him. true. This will be going out Friday morning. I, I could get a late fr- flight Friday night if ever, if anyone. What, what do they do there? You usually on the YouTube channels, uh, Patreon or something, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send them a message on Twitter. <laughs> All good. So, anything else, Gav? You wanted to add that you think is important uh, ahead of the ahead of the game? I suppose the rivalry. The, the two lads know each other quite well as well. Um, Tony and. McGee, Johnny, yeah, McGee, two yeah. Armada lads, yeah. I'm sure to be getting a bit of cover. I'm sure to be getting a bit of coverage in the Gaelic life this week as well, coming All up right. against. And will you be reporting at the match? Yeah, I'll be doing a few bits. Yeah. Where we? Where? Where can we get your reports? Anywhere, behind anywhere. The, behind the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Super, Gav. Oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka too? And that's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in and keep an eye on the longhaulpodcast.com for a full match report and we'll try and get some post-game interviews next week uh, depending how the result goes. And when we got inside the house the drinks were passed around The liquor was so awful strong My head went round and round to me away You Santi, my dear Annie Oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka to me? Why, you Santi, my dear Annie? Oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka?